Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Colossians. Today is episode 588. We're looking at Colossians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. Let's read our passage. I am saying this so that no one will deceive you with arguments that sound reasonable. For I may be absent in body, but I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see how well ordered you are and the strength of your faith in Christ. This is Paul's letter to the church in Colossae. He's heard from Epaphras that there's a problem in the church, that they're being led astray by what seems to be a Jewish form of pre-Gnosticism, that is people looking for special knowledge, and that seem to be looking to angels for this special knowledge, maybe even worshiping angels. And Paul's trying to bring them back to the centrality of Christ, the supremacy of Christ, the sufficiency of Christ. He's trying to get your eyes back on Christ and stop chasing after these other things. So today we're looking at chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. This is a very short passage, and pretty simple, but it's important. So we're just going to look at this brief little passage here. He says, I'm saying this. Well, what's he saying? All the stuff that's going on before, but with emphasis on what he has just said, that he wants them to have complete understanding of God's mystery, which is Christ. There, in Christ, that's where hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, because they're after wisdom and knowledge, after mysteries, and Paul's trying to get him back on Christ, said that's where you're going to find all the knowledge you need, all the knowledge that's important, all the mysteries of wisdom and knowledge. So I'm saying this so that no one will deceive you with arguments that sound reasonable. Now, that statement there, we don't want you to fall for arguments that sound reasonable. What, we want you to fall for arguments that sound unreasonable? No, it's just the way... This particular translation has it. English Standard Version says plausible arguments. The King James says enticing words. The New American Standard says persuasive arguments. The point is, we don't want you to fall for just a good storyline. Just a good pitch that somebody gives you. And we'll get back to that in a minute. Let's finish with verse 5. He says, for I may be absent in body, but I'm with you in spirit. Rejoice in to see how well ordered you are in the strength of your faith in Christ. So I'm absent from your body. He's in Rome, a thousand miles away, and he's in prison, so he can't be with them. So he is absent from them in body. He says, but I am with you in spirit. Now, he's not saying anything mysterious here, metaphysical. It's the way we would say that. I'm with you in spirit. I'm thinking about you. And he is with them via his emissary. Tychicus, who's carrying this letter, Epaphras, who has given the report about them. So there is some linkage. And he's rejoicing to see how well ordered they are in the, in the strength of their faith in Christ. So they're not a total train wreck, even though there is a problem in Colossae. He, he does commend them how well ordered you are in the strength of your faith in Christ. Now, he doesn't define what that actually means. But it sounds like they've got some solid foundation. But there is this, whether it's a group, uh, just a few people, uh, the whole church is starting to drift. We don't know how how widespread this problem is with uh, looking at angels. But 
it's a big enough problem that Paul's writing a letter about it, but he does commend them on their foundation. All right, let's go back to this idea about arguments that sound reasonable. Well, what is our basis of truth? Well, from our perspective, we got to remain anchored to the Word of God, the Bible. Well, how do we know the Bible's reliable? Well, Jesus trusted the Old Testament, and Jesus claimed that he was the Son of God and that he would rise from the dead, and that he did rise from the dead. And that basically proved his argument. So anything Jesus trusted, I'm going to trust, because Jesus rose from the dead and proved he is who he said he is. And as the Son of God, he knows what he's talking about. So that's why I consider the Old Testament reliable. Jesus certainly did. Well, the New Testament is the account of Jesus, as recorded by these guys that Jesus commissioned to do that very thing to record these events, and then their immediate teaching in the form of their letters. So these are people appointed by Jesus to carry out this duty of basically putting the New Testament together. He didn't define it and say, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to put this New Testament together, and it's going to be 26 books. No, he appointed these guys and said they would be the founders of the church. They would be the ones to tell everyone what had happened, and then they wrote it down. So that's why I consider the Bible reliable. It all goes back to Jesus, and it really goes hinges on the resurrection. And that was a big factor of me coming to faith, was the idea of the resurrection. If there really was this guy named Jesus, who made all these crazy claims, and said he was going to rise from the dead, and then did rise from the dead, well, then that pretty much substantiates all his crazy claims. So the, the historical reality of the resurrection is what gives the Bible its authenticity. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us everything. There's a lot of things we wish the Bible would tell us. A lot of things we see in the Bible that aren't fully explained, that leave us scratching our heads. But it does tell us enough. It tells us how to know God, how to live for Christ, how to live with one another. And so it tells us enough to be the people of God, to be the body of Christ. And there are some things where it doesn't specifically tell us, but we get the sense from reading the Bible of, of things that are not addressed in the Bible. The Bible doesn't tell us anything about stem cell research. It tells us a lot about life. And so we can make reasonable judgments on things that the Bible doesn't address just by the, what the Bible does address. Now, Paul's warning is be careful about these clever arguments. So the point being, don't let somebody lead you astray from what the Bible does say. We see so often people get caught up in showmanship or clever arguments, and that's the hook. And then they start abandoning actually what the Bible really does say. Many churches have dropped a lot of the basic tenets of Christianity, like the whole idea of justification by faith, that people are sinners 
born separated from God and need to be justified by faith to be brought into a relationship with God. A great many allegedly Christian churches have dropped that idea altogether and are teaching essentially, well, God loves everyone and everybody gets to go to heaven. Well, that's not in the Bible. That's not what the Bible does clearly say. And so you get caught up in a clever argument that leads you away from what the Bible clearly does say. And before very long, you're, well, you basically lost Christianity. So allegedly Christian churches who are teaching something contrary to justification by faith, they basically lost the central tenet of Christianity. That is the whole point of how to know God, how to be forgiven of sin and brought into a relationship with God. And so if you've lost that, you're, well, I say you're not a Christian church anymore, even though you may carry the label. They essentially have lost Christianity. So that's Paul's argument for them. Don't let anybody deceive you with these arguments that sound reasonable, these clever arguments, these good storylines where they sound good and maybe you wish they were true. Well, if it's contrary to what the Bible says, if it's contrary to the gospel, you can get into real big trouble real quick. And that's what's going on with the Colossians is they're getting caught up in these clever arguments, these things that, oh, they, they wish they were true. The special knowledge that I can have, I can rise above all the humdrum reality of the physical world that uh, don't worry about sinful actions anymore because it's only spiritual actions that matter. And I cannot tap into that with the special knowledge well, what they've done is they've lost sight of Christ and they're looking to others for answers and then going down the road to where they're actually abandoning what Christ has clearly said. So make sure we do study the Bible, that we know what the Bible says. So when we hear things contrary to it, we immediately discard that and say, no, that's not true. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Colossians.